Hello, I'm Bonnie Snowden, ex-corporate person and mother turned successful artist entrepreneur. It wasn't that long ago though that I lacked the confidence, vision and support network to focus on growing my dream business. Fast forward past many life curveballs, waves of self-doubt and so many lessons learned and you'll see Ignite, my thriving online coloured pencil artist community. A community that changes members' lives for the better and gives me freedom to live abundantly whilst doing what I love and spending quality time with my beloved family and dogs. All whilst creating my best artwork with coloured pencils and mentoring others to do the same. But this life wasn't always how it was for me. It used to only exist in my imagination. I've created the It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast to help increase people's confidence, share mine and my community's experience and hope through fascinating personal stories, champion the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and create another channel through which I can support others to realise their dreams. If you're a passionate coloured pencil artist or an aspiring one who's looking to create their best work and a joyful life you love, you're in the right place. Grab a cuppa and a custard cream. Let's get cracking. Amazing art, fabulous personality. There's no one quite like my next guest. Incredibly humble and with just the most wonderful outlook on life. I know many of you are going to be really, really excited that I'm going to be talking to the fabulous Alex Fleming. Um, I have to say, it is so, so lovely to see you. You too. I've, uh, what was it? I think it was about two years ago, wasn't it? Maybe a bit longer that I had a coaching session with you. And I've not spoken to you directly since. So it's, um, it's it a pleasure. It went that well. <laughs> <laughs> it did. If I didn't need your advice any longer after that, I mean, I, I still need advice. But it's, uh, yeah, it's been a, a wild couple of years. How about yourself? How are you? Um, yes, I'm I'm really, really well. Um yeah, crazy busy, but it's all of my own, it's all my own fault. <laughs> all your own volition, all your own doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and everything's everything, yeah, everything's everything's really good. It was a little bit scary, but mm. I'm getting to kind of come into terms with it. Yeah. <laughs> into grips with it all and having to having to change stuff that you know when you're used to just being you and you've got your own little characteristics and this is how you work stuff and then all of a sudden you've got to work with other people mm-hmm. and it, it's all a little bit like oh I'm gonna have to kind of change how I'm you know I'm not very organized I'm gonna have to become more structured and and there's that element of fighting against it yeah do you know what I mean it's like you, you're introducing people and I'm, I don't know what your um, state of mind is over uh, control over your output and control of all that stuff but uh you're kind of in a tussle aren't you with say bringing somebody else into the fold you kind of want things to in your way but the reason you brought them in is because they they do things to a top level anyway and you can kind of leverage a, a bit more time for yourself I guess yeah yeah and that's something that I'm quite um you know I think I I, I think I realized that early on I'm not overly precious. I'm not a particularly controlled person and I'm I'm really happy to give stuff away. But my problem is the opposite of that. I'll give stuff away and then it's like, oh, it's gone. I don't need to worry about that. And then, of course, you do need to worry about it. You do need to have a handle on it. Um, and you've got to kind of manage expectations and everything. But I'm just really good at going, yeah, off, off you go. And then if it doesn't get done or it goes wrong, then I'm like, ah, okay, that's my fault. Yeah. You know. Staying in your own kind of, I was going to say your own lane, but you've got about five or six of them, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> Podcast, 
bloody Patreon. Can I swear, by the way? Nah. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll edit it out. No, we won't. <laughs> Patreon, Academy, everything. So, yeah, I've, I've got more questions for you probably than you've got for me. Oh, I've got um, loads. Well, to be honest, I, as as ever, as is my way, I, I'm I'm never prepared for anything. So I'm just I'm sitting here this morning. I've had a I've had a meeting with um, a lawyer. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing nothing bad. Just sorting all of my terms and conditions and my privacy policy and you know uh, all of that side of stuff out and having them done. Uh, you know, I think all of us kind of get to that point where we think, right, we need to get those things our ducks in a row and then we kind of pull some something off the off the internet and just change it around a little bit well I'm having them all done properly now right. I've had a meeting with them and I'm like well I'm going to be talking to Alex soon have I got any questions no I'm just gonna have a look <laughs> it's just a bit of a chunter isn't it it's nice um and you know we kind of we fired off straight away with one or two bits and pieces about the the biz and uh yeah I think it's all kind of natural isn't it yeah, yeah. I remember I think it was was it maybe a year ago um you asked me to do an instagram live and i was just paralyzed by the thought of it purely because um of the live as- aspect so yeah it, it's it's a much more comfortable format uh, a, a podcast at least you can, <laughs> at least you can kind of edit out bits where i'm kind of uh rolling off on a tangent and you just just can't make yourself a brew while i just keep <laughs> yes well to be honest alex I hadn't asked you purely because when I asked you to do a live with me and you were like, just <laughs> a minute, no, no, no. And I had been wanting to ask you to do a podcast. And then I was in a, I was in my art club a couple of weeks ago. And one of my lovely members, Judy Wysocki, mm-hmm. like, please, please, can you get Alex on, on the podcast? And I said, well, I'll, I'll try. I said, but I, I don't think he really likes doing th- this <laughs> sort of thing, but I will try. And that's when I messaged you. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I told her and she was like, oh, my God, I can't wait. She's like, I cannot wait. She is uh, 74, 75, absolutely adores you. I know. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, uh, I, I know uh, Judy. She's, uh, she follows my page. And, um, yeah, she's, she's lovely. Um, I just hope I don't, I don't disappoint her. I don't, I don't know how long she's been waiting for this. but uh, Total yeah. top. She's not going to disappoint anybody. I think one, people are going to be really excited to hear from you. One thing I've, I've, I've got, like, I've got a face for the radio. I don't know if this is going out, uh, audio and video, but uh, I was going to shave my neck beard, but uh, no, I'd sort of give you the... I thought it was the, a shadow. I thought it was just a shadow. Yeah. <laughs> just the authentic version anyway. Yeah. And also, my desk points into the house, so I've got like a window behind me. It's a little bit spooky, this setup, but I've shut the windows in the middle of a day in May. Purely because I don't want the light shining. Yet. Like I get, a, you get a silhouette of me and not read facial expressions and what have you. But uh, <laughs> that's that's the reason I've got a lamp, a lamp up here, kind of uh, doing the proper lighting. Yeah, but it's a light reading. I didn't go that far, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. So I think what I'm I'm kind of now thinking now. God, I should have prepared and and I've got loads of questions for you. But I think. What are, are people who who absolutely love you and love your work? What do they want to know about you? And I think it's about your your personality, your content that you write. So you are. I have a. Um, I've got sort of like a, a group of people who, if we're talking about something in one of my live sessions, I'll recommend they go and go and go and look at so and so. Go and look at so and so. They're a really really good example of whatever it is that we're talking about. And you always come up as a really great example, not just as a a fantastic artist which we need to get to because you really are 
an amazing artist, Alex. Um, it's your content. It's mm-hmm. your take on things. It's your humor. It's your, you'll read a post and you're like, hang on a second, what? <laughs> you have to read it through again. And yeah. people really, really, really love that. And you have made your, you know, I talk about if you're wanting to build your Instagram, if you want to build your audience, you really need to put you into the content. You really need people to understand who that person is. And I think you've done that really, really well. That's very kind. I mean, I don't really put much thought into it, to be honest. As much as anything, if, if I just write something a bit daft, it's it's to entertain myself more than anything. Just, God, I don't want to do like a sales post, sales, sales, sales. And that is, it's not sort of beat around the bush. That is kind of the reason I have an, an account on Instagram really is to, to sell me work and whatnot, but nobody wants to see sales all the time. And um, I've noticed that the, well, that platform and others kind of changing over the course of time. And I, I just, I mean, I don't want to go straight into a rant about it, but um, it does kind of feel like a much more of a sales platform than it was six years ago, which is, I think when I started going on it but uh it, yeah the whole point of it for me was just to sort of have a bit of a have a bit of a good time and it, you know just socialize you know socialize is the wrong word isn't it but yeah it's about it's about connection and communication and and yeah. you have you've you know if that's what you set out to do then you've achieved it because you know people read your posts and they get a really really good idea of 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 who you are and your personality and that you know people should be taking the leaf out of your book and injecting some of their personality into some of their their posts and write a load of old horse (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, well yeah a little bit a little bit of both I mean I just I don't I don't like the fact that it's kind of uh, a kind of a sales channel nobody goes online to be sold to do they Um, no and 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 actually interesting I get the feeling sort of sitting here just in this very very brief chat that we've had that mm. you are really quite resistant about that I I suppose so um they're, they're all there's all manner of channels through which you can sell I mean as regards to the sort of wildlife work um I do put my faith in bricks and mortar so galleries uh, local events um exhibitions that are happening uh, at home and abroad like societies and whatnot and failing all that private sales if and when they come um, and if they do and it's it's a lovely thing when it happens I, I'm just not I'm never uh, one to sort of put um, social media as the the key kind of you know I, I, and I, I do I, I do put a, a link up for my newsletter link um, sorry my newsletter subscribership and uh, i couple of hundred 300 people are subscribed to that now and it's um it's quite fruitful for them and me I guess that's as, as much as I've kind of geared it uh, I know you that's probably child's play to you because you've got that plus everything else under the sun going on I don't know how you keep the pots boiling to be honest but um that's that's as much as I'm able or have the time to do now to be honest uh, because I, I do have other commitments I mean my dad's not uh, in wonderful health so I do a bit of care work for him so today, for example, I'm going around four times um, so that my mum's got some kind of semblance of retirement. She's gone to play tennis in the afternoon and then swimming this evening and then uh, helped him out of bed this morning, back to bed tonight kind of thing. Um, it's a busy life, um, which sounds ridiculous because I don't have children. Um, I don't know how people who have one child can 
could cope with all the rest of that. I feel like I'm doing most doing something most of the time. Um, but it's a nice little uh, nice little variety of bits and pieces. Yeah. I'm guessing your mum and dad live quite close, do they? Yeah, they're just down the road, they're a few hundred yards. Um, it's kind of informed the decision to live where I do in Pont La Fylde. A uh, little, a, a little, um, uh, what do you call it? A district, a borough, and uh, yeah, we're uh, just down the road, and we don't really need, we don't want for much. We've just got a lovely walking route that's local, and uh, that's it for the day. <laughs> just back indoors for the rest of the day, and then uh, uh, called upon when required. It's it's quite a nice life. Yeah. Well, that's and that and and actually, you know, family is incredibly important. Y- yeah. You know regardless of the size of family and to have to have your mum and dad just down the road and that they can actually not rely on you but know that you're there for sort of help and stuff like that I think is 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 really lovely I remember having the thought maybe half a lifetime ago like oh gosh like I don't I I don't know how I would do it like how I would you know surrender some portion of my life to care caring for somebody else but you're in a different mindset when you're a teenager aren't you and now I was saying to a friend um, recently, you know, kind of what are we here for other than to look after the people around us and just to sort of make sure that they've got got enough uh, in their bowl, so to speak, uh, make sure that they're content and safe and all that stuff. It's um, There's a lot to be said for a life in service. So that's kind of what I'm leaning towards as, uh, as time rolls by. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I can just imagine everybody sitting there going, well, I loved him before and now I just absolutely head over heels in love with him now. I think it would be the same if it would be, sorry, keep moving off screen and fumbling around with all sorts. It's all right, don't worry. (laughs) I think anybody else would be the same. Like if if there are plenty who are in that position that I know of, they do exactly the same. You know, it's just, it's it's what you you do, isn't it? It is. It is absolutely what you do. And, uh, you know, I've just recently sort of had not not my family, but sort of family things where I've need to I've needed to give my support. And and I would do anything. I'd do anything to support any of my family who were, you know, in trouble. Well, any of my friends, I'd, I'd, you know, and um, and I think you don't know until you're in that position, actually, how much extra sort of heart space you've got for. Uh, people who you know who need that help and I know when I you know when when I went through a couple of years ago the support I got from my family was just uh, I mean unbelievable I mean it really really was and it just it gives you your faith back doesn't it you know sometimes your 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 faith in humanity takes a really really big kick and you just think well do you know and then, you you know, something like that, you caring for your dad, allowing your mum to go out and, and have a little bit of a life and everything. It really does bring that that back again, you know. So, yeah, oh, that's I think that's really, really nice. Yeah. And how are your um, how are your kids doing? They're all right. Yeah, they're all they're all all right, actually. Yeah. My youngest is 17 now. He's um, yeah. he's driving and they've all been it's, it's too. Well, it was his it was their dad's anniversary of him dying on. Mm-hmm last thursday um and and it's it's really really hard not Mm -hmm. to build up to that one day it's really hard you know and i i keep on saying to them look you know we we have that as an anniversary but it we don't need to celebrate it we don't need to make it this big thing i took them out we went out for tea to one of our our favorite pubs we went to went to and then when we came back we went to go see him and 
it's so funny because the we just stood around and we're telling him stuff and the children go and see him every single week you know and they take flowers and everything like that but uh they just stand around you know saying right you old you old get you know we've done this and and yeah. Sid's Sid's bashed his car and you know we're getting rid of the shed and you know all of this sort of stuff as if as if he was there and it's do you know I'm yeah. so proud of them so yeah. so proud of how they've you know dealt with it all and um they talk about it and we talk we talk about him all of the time uh which i think is you know really really important Mm. you know so yeah i'm really proud of them yeah and it's not necessarily even you know you think of the day as you as you say uh, something that you don't know how you're gonna how you're gonna approach it it's not necessarily like a, a it doesn't have to you don't have to put a label on it like a morning thing or a celebration of, of life or whatever you can just treat it like a vigil I guess just like a like a, a, commem- a commemoration and an awareness of it you know yeah. that's all you need and you, you don't have to discuss it you can you, and you do I guess you can just have it in your in your mind as you know just something to be mindful of and uh and a commemoration like I say you know yeah. don't put anybody as you quite rightly doing don't want any under pressure to feel a certain way or to you know, um, everybody goes through the motions and in another two years, another five years, 10 years, you'll process a lot more about it. And yeah, you, you just take your time with it. Take yeah. Your time. yeah. You know, it's very strange. It, it's, it really is a, a strange situation, but they've coped with it really, really well, you know, which is, which is great. I mean, they take the mickey out of me all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll walk into the, <laughs> my eldest, he's a, he's a bugger. Um <laughs> Okay, he said, "Oh, mum, mum, there's a there's a video of you here, and there's a TikTok of this um, woman, and mm-hmm. uh, it was actually a man dressed as a woman. They're doing like a comedy sketch, and she walks into the into this hotel lobby, and this is really nothing like me. And she's like, um, I, I've arrived. Can I have a um, you know, can you can you pop valet to pop my car, please?' And then <laughs> sitting there, he's like, "That's you, mum. That is." And I was like, <laughs> "No, it's not." You know, when we walk into a restaurant, he's like, "Have you told them? Have you told them Bonnie Snowden's here?" I was like, <laughs> "What?" You know, they just think it's so funny. They really, really do take the mickey out of me yeah, because. Yeah. You know, obviously, my my business is is relatively successful, and they've kind of seen it grow and everything. And they 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 just take the Mickey out of me all the time. So that's like the valet parking there, identifying that outsourcing the uh, streak in you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh dear. So I'm I think... about positive sounds. I shouldn't be snorting laughter through the microphone, should I? <laughs> no, I think that's fine. Um, so your. I want to say business model, but it's not really, I mean, with art, it's a bit tricky, isn't it? When you talk about a business model, you either go down probably one of maybe two or three routes, Mm -hmm. you know, you go down like the commission route with something kind of bolted on, or, you know, uh, you go down the teaching route or you go down sort of like the, the exhibiting and the, the competition route and everything like that. And you've really, really kind of got a handle on that exhibiting competition side of things. And also the, the massive support for, you know, global wildlife. Mm, yeah. You know, I'd love to know a little bit more about kind of what made you get into that and what, what kind of was was something that you said, right, you know, this is definitely what I want to do. And also the supporting of the wildlife and then where it's going. Uh, where it's going is a funny. <laughs> you say business model. It's that would be like a strong word for it, I suppose. I, I don't I have more of a kind of a anti-fragility mindset rather than a, a clear direction you know if something's not quite popping I'll drop on something else 
So there's not one thing, you know, there's not one plate I'm spinning at any one point. But at the same time, I could probably spin a few more. When it comes to the the teaching side of things, I've sort of toyed with the idea of doing it. But the reason I've not so far is it would kind of take a little bit more out of me than I would be, uh, than would be justified for what I could probably give. And I know, sorry, I'm going off tangent already. Um, no, no, but, no, 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 um, because this is, you mentioned teaching. Yeah, mm. this is really interesting, actually. So you said at one point the best move for me would be to sort of offer a, a, an indie course on my website or something for a fixed fee. And there was a there's a guy that uh, does some printer software um, called QImage. Um, he's not called QImage; the software is. Um, <laughs> he's called Mike somebody. And one thing that I was really impressed by from his um, model, as you, as you say, is that he, he will just offer a product for a fixed fee and you can get a lifetime subscription full of updates and all that stuff to the end of time for an extra £20 or something. So the software costs £55, I think it was, rather than Photoshop, which has printer software built in and it's a £10 a month. Thing. And I just think, oh God, I prefer, personally, I would prefer to avoid subscriptions altogether because I don't think... I, I just don't think they're particularly fair to people who aren't using it to the full extent of it. Um, so I would not, I don't know, when it comes to Patreon and that kind of thing, I'm kind of put off really because I don't want to, I don't think I've got enough um, to teach people to warrant a monthly fee. I would I'd be very sort of um, pragmatic about it. And these are the things I know, this is how you apply them, have at it rather than uh, I don't know I think I think you can go to the ends of the earth with content and stuff and I think a lot of people prefer to learn that way I'm not sort of denouncing it entirely but just the way I have always learned and the way I would teach would be quite a limited thing it would be it would have a finite it would, it would have a cap on it um so I need to figure out if I'm going to get into teaching and have a couple of hundred hours to to record some video figure out a a, a format for it and a delivery system through which to channel it so that is still in the in the works yeah do you know it, it, and, and listening to you speaking so I've done a lot of sort of internal reflection and courses and and all of that kind of stuff what you're saying about oh you know with the teaching side of stuff you need to have all of that content and blah 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 if you look at what I give mm. I, I give too much right um actually uh, and I'm happy to do that I've always been a you know um I kind of under promise and over deliver type person you know and I and I do deliver and I'm that's how I work and I'm really happy with that but everybody's different and I think sometimes you'll look at what people are offering on say like Patreon and and it's like I, I have to do the same so, oh gosh, that's that's the Patreon model. That seems to be the Patreon model. I have to give all of this content. I have to give like a full tutorial every month and, and that's what I'm supposed to do. And I think that's what either puts people off or people go, right, yes, that's what I'm going to do. And then it doesn't, it, it can't, it's not sustainable because they actually physically can't sustain it. It's, it's too much work. I mean, it's a huge amount of work. It's an enormous amount of work. But actually, if you go into it with those boundaries and you going, well, do you know what? I could do this and I could give, you know, say five hours a month to this and just give them some basics 
you know, uh, and and actually un, under well, but promise whatever it is, but you but but not promise a huge amount that's sustainable for you. And if you if you kind of go through it and you think, oh, like actually I could do that, I could do you know a couple of one hour videos a month. Uh, that that would be sustainable for me. And there might be months where I don't give them anything, but if I tell them that, if I if I set it out really really clearly you could actually have a really sustainable sort of side hustle, if you like, that isn't going to overtax you and isn't going to overwhelm your members. That's right, yeah. And it's then, about really, it's really, really about thinking about not, oh, that's what everybody else does, so that's what I should do, which I think a lot of people do, but actually what is sustainable for me and what actually would people really love me to do? I bet yours, actually, because I, I, I did look at it um, – a little while ago just to out of interest to see what you're offering and it's it must be probably the most complete thing that you like it's the most thorough channel that you could ever sort of wish for because you I, I remember at one point you were posting videos that were 16 hours long or something and that's like just everything from gun to tape everything you could possibly need to know about this particular medium or the this technique and I've I've kind of scratched the surface of what uh, my knowledge um sort of brings to the table but at the same time I know there's a limit I I don't I, I and with the the Patreon thing I I really understand the attraction of it because it's a platform that's there and ready to go and if you were to set something up that was independent that takes an awful lot uh, more groundwork doesn't it yeah um, so the work is the the initial stages of the work is um, something to consider I mean you had to do all of that with your academy didn't you Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a big undertaking trying to find obviously I've still got I've still got Patreon and I've kind of took a whole two of the tiers from Patreon and kind of popped them into the academy. You know, so that that worked really well. And then obviously I open the doors every sort of four four months and, and I get more students in there, which is which is great. But the management of it. So Patreon does all of the customer service. Pa- Patreon does all of the, the payment side of stuff. If somebody misses a payment, Patreon does all of the, the collection side of things. Patreon pays all of the, or takes all of the VAT. Right. Pays it to the inland revenue. Hey, so you don't have to do any of it. You don't have to do any of that, any of that which is brilliant. But yeah. Patreon's customer service is shocking. <laughs> um, Patreon's platform is horrifically awful to navigate. And you're really, really limited with how you can grow, you know, market, all of that type of thing. So that's the reason why I decided to go down my own platform. But of course, that then took a lot of kind of how it was going to work, what platform was I going to use, all of that development work and everything. And then, of course, when you come to it and it's like, oh, this is great. Oh, crap. I've got to pay. I've got to become VAT registered now. and I've got to pay VAT every quarter. And I'm like, oh, OK. You know, and, and it's those little things that you sort of they just appear and you think, oh, I, I haven't really thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's the customer service side of things. So if people can't log on or they haven't found their password or they need help with this or they need help with that, there's all of that side of stuff that you have to look after as well. Mm-hmm. If somebody's payment doesn't go through. Do you have any any time left for, for the actual art and the tutoring? <laughs> well, and this is why I've had to take people yeah. on to, to kind of help, which is great because it means I can grow the business, 
and I can stick with the stuff that I'm really, really good at. But Patreon is great for what I started out as. It's really, really good. And I think I know a couple of artists who I think are going back to the, the Patreon route because it oh, is right. really hard work. If you try and do it, everything on your own, it's really hard work. Yeah. And then I you mean, do stuff that you really don't like, like all of the admin and, you know. Yeah. That's not what we get into the business for, is it? Well, we it's just, not. I mean, you, you know, you've got to do it. And it's kind of uh, nice sometimes to throw that in um, on top of, you know, rather than making a, a big sort of single effort every day, 10 hours a day, just drawing or however much you choose to do, anything can get repetitive and it can get monotonous. And it's so many people's dream job. And rightly so, you know, it's it's wonderful, but like it does require a touch of variety. It needs, it needs a bit of admin. It needs a bit of... Uh, chunter with yourself and uh you know um i was chatting to uh i don't know if you know her, uh, Miral. uh she gave me a phone number she's from uh, the leeds area and she gave me a phone number a couple of weeks ago to chat about something and it's probably the first time barring yourself and uh another another good friend of mine so third time then, um that i've managed to actually have a phone call with somebody and just a, a nice reminder that these are people it's it's nice to just have that community around and uh I always thought I never really needed it, but I, I do because it's been like three and a half years now. You are spending most of your time alone, so you do you do need a bit of a something to adjust how you think now and again. And that's I'm well, I'm not convinced. It's a Bill Burr joke. Most dictators just work on their own when they start. They just start out and sort of uh, yeah, I like the ideas. I think, <laughs> and then it just carries on. But. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you need you need somebody around you to sort of go, hang on a minute, Alex, that's what are you talking about? Um, so uh, and also just have a bit of a laugh with them as well, as we are doing as well. So it's uh, yeah, no, it, I think it is. It is. And that's that's what I quite like about my sort of small team that I, I, I work mm-hmm. with now. You know, we have a although it's sometimes I have this like oh, it's a bit like going back and working in corporate again because we have our team weekly meeting and we have an agenda and I'm like this isn't what I want to do I just you know um but I know that it's it's there for a reason but what I really love about um so I have Lucy who works with me she's been working with me for nearly two years now uh, she's absolutely brilliant but she's the total opposite of me she's mm-hmm. really organized yeah, um, yeah. really structured and what I love about her is I'll come up with this wild idea and I've got, right, this is what we're going to do. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. And I'll get all like, you know, she was like, okay, Bonnie, does this fit into, you know, what the main strategy that we've been working towards for whatever? And I was like, no, right. Well, let's just park that and we'll come back to that another time. We're just working on this at the moment. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, having somebody there that can just sort of, just ask you the question, do, is this actually something you want to do or is this just another wild idea you've had? Quite a bit of balance. And it's especially <laughs> helpful to have somebody that's that got, you know, a few uh, qualities that you don't or vice versa, you know, just like a total opposite end of the, the human sort of spectrum of behaviours and so forth and, you know, pressures, interests, that kind of thing. And they they know exactly what they're bringing to it. And, you do, you know, you kind of get a feel for each other the more you work with each other, I guess, don't you? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so back to the. Oh yes, back to your wildlife. Wildlife. No, no, I, I did take it off the uh, off track for a sec, um, but the wildlife. I mean, I've always kind of had a bit of a, obviously a soft spot for wildlife itself, but like uh, for many years, 
have been kind of tuned into climate change and uh, all that stuff. It's as much about environment as it is the wildlife itself. And I dream of a day where I can actually afford to donate more than my, my 10% or whatever it might be um, to wildlife charities. And I make a bit of a game of it. You know, every year I want to donate a bit more and donate a bit more next year and and whatnot. It's almost like a kind of a quantitative indicator of um, how much good you're doing. Because um, I can't I can't move around really that much. Um, I go for weekends away now and again, but I am sort of tethered to style mine in the best way. You know, I'm, uh, like I say, I enjoy the kind of uh, the service aspect of that. So I'm not like out in the field and doing actual work in, on, you know, in a conservation um, capacity uh, like other people, like peers of mine are doing week in, week out. Um, but if I can throw money at it to the to the World Wildlife Fund and, you know, related charities and selected charities, that's um, it's a good start anyway. It's, it's not everything I want to do, but it's uh, something. And it's just, um, it, it kind of went hand in hand also with the introduction of colour pencil. That was the first thing I did in, uh, differently to graphite. I was a graphite artist for 12 years. And in the last three, what are we, 2022? It was colour pencil for six months. I didn't really, I couldn't really hook it up. I don't know how you have the patience to do it. Um, it's not my thing, but um, I just sit and admire people like you doing it. Um, I will throw some colour pencil on top of the pastel work that I do now. They go quite well together, you know, as long as it's like a final layer of, say, polychromos, because it's um, it's oil-based, so you can't layer anything on top of that, really, after after that. Yeah, it's been, a, it's, it, it's kind of grown into the wildlife um, quite handily, because it is a colourful world out there, and it's a, it's, a, it's a lovely medium, pastel in particular to work on wildlife and I've, I've kind of found my speed with that um it's been a nice sort of uh rebirth if you like um because it was people portraits forever um and now um and black and white and now it's color uh, sorry pastel color wildlife works so you never know what kind of uh, direction you're going to take over the course of time but it didn't take an awful awfully long time to move into this um and it's really fulfilling yeah. it's really nice and, and you're having your works accepted now into these really quite prestigious exhibitions competitions you're the one who pointed me to david shepherd i didn't know a thing about it until i spoke to you i've entered it every year and i've never looked back so far it's it's, it's been an absolute pleasure and a joy um the, uh, georgina who's the um chief exec she she asked me to do a um a video for the global canvas com uh, competition like a, a an artist masterclass and i sort of flinched at the word masterclass there's no mass nothing masterful about anything i'm doing i'm just sort of guessing most of the time yeah it's, it's a nice little thing to do and putting video content out there it's uh it's a funny old thing because i wouldn't have the confidence to do say a, a live instagram with i know um uh, two others uh zoe fitchett and amy mckim as well she, uh, they both asked me to do an Instagram live and I'm mortified at the idea of saying no to anybody but I, I kind of had to because they're just it's just immobilizing sometimes the the kind of anxiety that comes with it and it's got kind of a mind of its own uh, I never know when it's going to sort of flare up but uh, when I put a video on my stories it feels a bit daft like I'm just speaking to a camera alone it's being a bit of a plonker sometimes but when you have a conversation with somebody your intonation changes and the speed with which you talk it's um 
it's probably I don't know what anybody would expect hearing me on in conversation but this is not I guess exactly how I am when I present my work on online it's a little bit more I don't know it's a little bit more conversation obviously um, yeah we, we we communicate differently depending on what we're doing and that same goes for texting and you know um putting a social media post on <laughs> what, what something like five like three or four lines before it goes below the fold and then I start ranting on underneath most people don't <laughs> and that's fine nobody's got the time to listen to my drivel absolutely <laughs> Uh, oh have you done any um so before you were in, before you kind of started doing your your graphite and before um and you're a full-time artist now yeah yeah mm -hmm. what, what was your did you have a profession before what were you doing before I was a postie for 10 years so that was down the road as well it's quite handy again because it was local and it was kind of a convergence of uh, several factors that uh had me leap into the the full-time career that I'm experiencing now um was my dad needed a touch more care and you can kind of pay for that pay care for firms to do all of that for you but it is appallingly expensive um if it depends how much uh, time you want to throw at it so it's it was handy to sort of be agile and available um excuse me i've got a touch of everything um so that was that was kind of handy to be available morning, noon, and night if ever I was required. And also, I was a, quite an active person. I did a lot of running, uh, played a lot of badminton, and obviously being a postie, doing a lot of walking in a day. Uh, developed arthritis in my feet. I just thought I can't do another winter of this, and it coincided with a quite unfortunate um, uh, a shares uh, payout from Royal Mail that kind of gave me a little bit of breathing space. So, yeah, I just made the decision when all of that came colliding together. I've been talking about it for years. Do it. Just get, in, get into, the, uh, in, into the art world, which um, I've listened to your, your, your podcast with Tony O'Connor. And like he says, it's a scary thing. But it's, uh, you know, it's, if, you, if you're not going to do it now kind of thing, when sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, because and sometimes you need that bit of a, a shove don't you from things all kind of coming together um you know and it's you, you I don't think you can ever look back and go oh god I wish I had done that back then because I think uh, everything that you're doing now is where you're where you're supposed to be I mean I'm a, I'm a big believer in that you know and actually all of that sort of like just that life experience you know uh, helps you to then go when you make that decision yeah this was actually the the, the right decision for mm -hmm. me you know, and it's, I mean, I, I mean, you couldn't ever have not been a full-time artist because, you know, when I talk to people, it was like, I was talking to somebody this morning and, you know, we were saying, oh, it was um, a, a, another member of mine, Claire. And I was saying, oh, I've got, I've got Alex on for a podcast. Was, God, his work. Oh my God, his work. And then we just have five minutes of just umming and ahhing and expletive about how, how amazing your work is. Um, you know, and, and you couldn't ever not be a, a full-time artist, you know, and I, you, the, the other thing about you is that obviously your personality and how you, how you write your posts and everything is really, well, it's unique, but also the way that you create your pieces as well you know, obviously people use the grid method and everything like that, but you've kind of devised this sort of system 
you know, I was watching a video of yours the other day where you've got your setup and everything and you show people. And I'm like, flipping heck, he's organized. Like, well, I've, I've, I've used all of these before and now I've finished with those. They're up there. And then I've got these ones here. And I've got, well, I've got half my pencils on the floor, half in the dog bed. <laughs> you know, you, you are very, are you quite a process sort of yeah. systematic person? Sort of like uh, mathematics and languages and that kind of stuff was my strength at school and university and whatever but if every time I explain this system the so-called system that I've got I'm sure like dozens of I don't know hundreds of people around the world do exactly the same thing independently having never seen that it kind of just made a lot of sense to me to do that um I do take a lot of the joy out of the process so like I, I know people who can work without grids uh one example being Tom Middleton. I don't know if you know him. Mm. Um, the graphite uh, artist, and he does wildlife, and it's sensational. I mean, and I'm just looking at him, just thinking, how do you know that goes there? That goes there. I lean on grids like a crutch, but it, it is necessary. But it's, um, you know, every time I, I, I put a video on explaining the process, or if I ever have done, I feel like somewhere in the world a child has lost a balloon. There's just no joy in it whatsoever. It's just, I don't know. I just think. I get to the end of that the, the video and I just think oh, I kind of actually hope that people don't take it up because you know I do enjoy it but like I've, I've grown used to it uh for so long yeah uh, I mean grids are I um when I first started drawing it it was all everything was just freehand but I I freehand in a really weird well not a weird way and I, again I think a lot of people do that I start from the eye and I work out so a lot of the time I'd start on the eye work out and I'd lose I couldn't fit everything on the paper <laughs> you know because like oh well we'll just have to leave it there then um and then I just and then I was like oh gosh this this thing called gridding so when I did art at school we didn't do anything like that it was just here's a clean piece of paper and then just draw you know and um the the gridding I can honestly, I'm amazed at anybody that can use a grid. I'm just you're, like, it blows my mind. But you're using more of your brain, Bonnie. That's you're oh, you're I'm engaging sure far more. <laughs> you're engaging far more of yourself by doing it your way, trust me. I, I don't I try not to rely on it too much. I'm trying to sort of actually actively separate myself a little bit from it by widening the, the gap between one thing and the next and just trying to, you know, well, speed the process up as well. Do you think do you think it matters? I mean, clearly you really enjoy what you do. And yeah, it's not just absolutely. the, you know, you don't you don't just go, oh, there's a lovely picture, print it out, grid it up, off I go. Mm -hmm. There's an awful lot more pro, you know, there's an awful lot more thought that goes on it. You alter your imagery, you know, your yeah. your your snow leopard. I think you put like a, an extra pour in and you, mm -hmm. you know, you you'd sort of change the lighting and everything. So there's a real a creative process around yeah certainly more these days i mean um i, I use the freeware dark table it's called to edit images there's some nice really nice modules on that to um manipulate things that i've never been able to before see i've got my phone here just on because my, my, i'm actually going to my dad's in about half an hour so um, i'm just keeping it on um yeah, there's some really nice modules on it to to adjust images in the way that you like, to emphasize certain things and sort of, you know, dull certain things down maybe to so they don't take focus away from where you're looking. And um, that's something I've employed a lot more recently is um, taking a good few weeks to edit an image, sort of do two or three sort of drafts, I guess, and put them into a folder, forget about it for a week, 
come back two or three weeks, two, two or three more images after that. And then at the end of it, you've got maybe 20 images that you can select from. Just figure out which one speaks to you the most, I guess. And even more, even more recently than that, I, I met Stella Mays uh, last year at the Wirral exhibition, the exhibition of wildlife art. And I got chatting to her and I saw her work in the flesh for the first time. She was the David Shepherd runner-up last year. And yeah, I was just blown away because she includes so much environment as well as the subject itself. So that's kind of where, in what kind of direction I'm going with it, is um, making images that you can kind of, get, kind of get lost in as much as here's a barn owl sort of thing. Um, yes. So it's, it's kind of something you can maybe look at a little bit longer and pick something else out. Um, and Michael Domain's a good, an, another good example of, uh, of that. He's a local artist to, to me. He's at the gallery that I'm uh, exhibiting at at the moment. But yeah, that is, uh, that's kind of the pinnacle for me to, to try and figure out how to sort of be more like them. And as far as <laughs> Stella would probably think, you'd probably think I was, pay, I was being paid by Stella to talk about her. I've just been banging on about her so much. She's just, she's one of my heroes that's kind of where it's going it's not really a business model thing as such more of a, a creative thing I, I suppose but that's the new mo in terms of like what i'm creating and why um and it, it kind of uh, is a nod to the environment that i care so much about as well so uh that's 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 where it's going anyway bonnie yeah oh no i think it's um you know it is wonderful as well that you have such a, a passion for that side of things you know i think sometimes sometimes artists can get really really caught up in oh they have to do this or they have to do that but actually to get into a business where you're drawing subjects that aren't you don't have to draw you choose to draw them you choose to you know manipulate photographs take your own photos whatever but it's it is really is a one-off original piece and build your business on that I think is you know fantastic I mean it's it really is the well, it's not the opposite of what I do because obviously we do, we do very similar things. But for me, I really loved that the commission side of stuff. You know, I really I I you know I'm really good at being told what to do. I don't rebel or anything like that. So I'm I'm very happy just to you know create a tutorial for somebody and then you know and then create a, a commission piece. I do really enjoy the the, the pieces that aren't tutorials because it means that I can have music on or film on or, you know, and I don't have to be constantly talking and everything. You know, the commission side of stuff, I know you do do a few pieces, but you don't do that many, do you? So your main focus is your original pieces. I will I'll certainly do the commissions if required and if called upon. Um, I don't have a heck of a, wait, a waiting list. It certainly increases by September time or August time. It's a nice little mix. There's, pros and cons to either you know you you do have to sort of stack a few points of sale in months into the future if it's a wildlife piece you have to really prepare for that and figure out the theme of an exhibition and can you kind of combine something with something else to make it uh viable for this exhibition or that and you've got to think about framing and all sorts and if you if you're doing a commission it's kind of straight away you know the payoff is is there already the, the customer receives it and it's uh you know, it's hopefully, and I'm sure every 100% of the time with you, it's, you know, great, wonderful job, tears. I like making people cry for, for a living. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's it's a bit of both. Um, and it always depends on what time of year it is. 
And by the end of sort of commission season, I guess, I'm really ready to tackle a wildlife piece. Mm. And by the end of all the wildlife work I've done, I'm really, really ready to do like a smaller, something that takes three or four days maybe instead of two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, because it's a, it's kind of a, an attention span thing. Like the, the turtle that I did last year, that took six weeks. It was amazing. Um, but it, I, I was just getting a bit sort of antsy my pants. Like, I can't be spending six weeks on something. This is in, insane. But it was so worth it. I was in a, uh, I think I was doing, I don't know which Zoom it was. It might have been because I did quite a few live streams. I'm I've there, I've got this sea of, of people's faces on my screen. And I'm like, that's Alex's sea turtle there. And one of one of one of them has, has obviously bought one of your got one of your prints mm. and it's there right in the screen yeah. with her. And I'm like, oh my God, and then we had a conversation about you. But I mean, when you think of the complexity of that piece, mm. I mean, I would have thought it would have taken you longer. Um yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go back to probably somebody like Tom Middleton who could probably knock it out in about a week and a half because he's got that natural sort of, he can see everything. He's like, a, what was it, a beautiful mind with Russell Crowe. He's got it all figured out. He's seen the Matrix, whereas I have not. Um, I kind of do have to sort of, okay, next bit, next bit, next bit. Yeah. And, um, but uh, yeah, very fulfilling though, very fulfilling. How, how long do you spend on sort of average drawing a, a day? It'll be about, I mean, kicking around a normal workday, sort of seven or eight hours. And I do have to space it over the course of a day rather than do a big old chunk. I know you can get lost in yours, can't you? Like you can just forget about what time it is. I've never been that way. So it's uh, maybe a couple of hours, I don't know, half seven till half nine, stop for a break, go and see my dad or whatever, a uh, couple more hours, blah, blah, blah. And then I don't know, half eight till half nine at night, I'm doing, I'm squeezing more in kind of thing. Um, so that's that's kind of little and often is, uh, I, do, I do have to kind of walk it off quite often. So yeah, I, I'd love to have that kind of, I don't know, that that state of mind where you're just in a flow mm. um, like you are. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yes. I mean, I, oh gosh, I can recall spending 12, 14 hours a day just <laughs> You know, and uh, and now I'm I'm lucky if I get five hours in, you know, and I tend to draw at night, so I'll start at about seven and work till about midnight. And you do get into that real, you know, particularly if you're doing something that doesn't doesn't it's not I'm not recording. If I'm recording, it's a little bit different because you're always very much in the present and kind of aware. But I I do have to set timers to get myself to stand up because I I've got I've got terrible posture and I've got awful joints and everything and I'm I've now got my bike right I can jump on the bike for a bit madly <laughs> paddling along um but actually that's quite nice because it means that I get to have a break I can maybe listen to an audio book or something like that and I've got 10 minutes where I'm you know I feel like I'm actually doing my body some good you know I tend to when I when I sit at my desk I tend to sort of sit and then eventually I end up going like that and then uh. my neck goes like that and then I'm like, and I'm like, oh my! And then I have to kind of uncurl myself. <laughs> <laughs> so is the is the bike a stationary bike or a? Yeah, it's a stationary one. Yeah. You could stick a like a little drawing board on the front of it, couldn't you? Just. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good with my balance. I have to hold on. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, so no, I've got I, I I surround myself with positivity. Hmm. So I have positive podcasts. I have positive audio books, and I have you know, uh, 
people doing amazing things surrounding me and that, that's how hey what's your, what's your music of choice oh gosh well if i'm going to listen to music of choice it's either it's either classical hmm. so i did uh, did uh, music o level when i was at school right. and uh, we did a lot of uh, well we did schubert and it was the trout hmm. so i really really loved that i can't remember what the actual I'm name was I'm not going to pretend I know what that is. I, I don't really know much classical. Uh, you yet. would you would recognise it. You would definitely recognise it. It's one that is recognisable. Um, mm. So I like that. I like anything that is sort of, oh gosh, my son has put me a really fantastic playlist together, my 17-year-old, and he has the most eclectic taste in music. So we'll have, oh gosh, we'll have something from the 40s. Right. We'll have, he likes the ink spots, the platinum. Ink spots, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll have, we'll be in the car, we'll have the ink spots come on, and then straight after that we'll have Eminem or ACDC. No way. <laughs> and then we have a bit of Frank Sinatra, and then we'll have a bit of, you know, I don't know, Sia or whatever. He's got such a huge range of yeah. music taste. He's fantastic. So, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really has. Your, your sister's a singer as well, isn't she? So that's, yes, that, yes. that's amazing, though. That uh, I'm trying to think of something by the ink spots, but I definitely know it's that um, four-piece vocal. No, it's not vocal. Yeah, but they they've got the instrument like a banjo as well, haven't they? And yeah, yeah. So it is very much that sort of. I don't really know when the ink spots were. That that sort of era, though. Yeah. Probably forties, fifties, something like that. Does he like? Um, do you like Django Reinhardt as well? Who? Django oh. Reinhardt. He probably does. I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> Mention it to him. I will do. Oh dear, no, he's funny, and he's got a really, really eclectic range in films. Right. You know, so he watches. What was he watching the other day? Uh, the other day, Taxi Driver, and yeah. um, you know, he really loves like things like Shawshank Redemption, and you know, all of that. And he watches a lot of documentaries, and um, yeah, he's it, it, you know, I'm like, what are you watching now? Oh, it's, it's this, that, and the other. It's you know, it's, it's a classic, and I'm like, all oh, right, okay. There's me watching Bridesmaids. <laughs> <laughs> now wrong with bridesmaids no, that's probably bridesmaids. My, my favorite co- uh, comedy over the last god it's over 10 years now wasn't it but oh, that was funny i could watch that again it is i watch it over and over again i absolutely love it i don't see what so do you listen to music do you watch anything what do you do when you're drawing uh, a bit of everything like I'm, i don't think um as far as eclecticism is that a word it is now it, it, Music-wise, it's nothing like your, your son's taste, but it'd be anything from, I don't know, Nora Jones to a bit of Pantera or whatever. I, I'm happy with anything. Like, uh, that will last probably... I mean, I tend to turn music on at about three in the afternoon just to give me a bit more of a push towards the end of the day. But it's podcasts from dawn to dusk. You know, it's, it's a lot of comedy podcasts, you know, uh, conversation and whatnot because that, that is often what's missing is a bit of um, back and forth and just to sort of like have some semblance of that going on in the background is uh, is nice. Aside from that, I, uh, yeah, it's a bit of music and then a um, bit of conversation with my long-suffering wife. <laughs> so uh, she she gets the, the, the dubious pleasure of me downloading all my thoughts onto her for, at the end of the day. Oh, <laughs> but, but she'll like, I mean, I'm guessing she go, is she working during the day? She worked, yeah. She's, um, I don't know how much I'm able to say about it, but uh, she, her job title I can certainly share with you. It's an independent domestic violence advocate. So um, she deals with victims of um, 
of domestic abuse and stuff so it's a it's quite a heavy gig for her yeah um, but she gets an awful lot of meaning out of it um and she she wouldn't change it for the world but uh the last oh, thing she needs is, uh, is, me, is me chatting away at, at the end of the day. You know, I think it probably is a, a bit of gentle relief for her because that can be <laughs> can be really, really heavy. My The charity that I support on a regular basis is um, IDAS in York, which is the Independent Domestic Abuse oh, right. uh, Services. You know, I mean, I don't know whether you read my Instagram story a while ago, but I suffered from uh, domestic abuse, which, you yeah. know, is... And, and not nearly, you know, you think about it and you think, oh, God, you know, not nearly as bad as some of these other people. But but it, it, abuse is abuse. And, you know, so yeah. I, I have got a huge, huge amount of respect for what your wife is doing. That's mm. just amazing. And there's a spectrum as well. You know, you, you never know what the seed of something is going to be and you never know who it's happening to. So you've got to kind of like I went into my relationship with Caroline, my wife, knowing so little about it um I was so naive I just thought for one thing you know young people don't do that the image I had was like uh you know some kind of grizzled bitter 50 odd year old man sort of you know like I say I don't really like talking about it too much because I'm talking about a turn but yeah there's it's just everywhere and you have to go in like just feel open to anybody who wants to talk to you or whatever and that's the way she treats her job and she's she's super sensitive to all these issues and she is a manager of um people who work there as a result of it she's got her head screwed all the way on she's <laughs> she's really good with all that and she was uh she was actually i was relying upon her for uh paying most of the bills the first year of working full-time as an artist so um i kind of owe everything to her really she's taught me a heck of a lot and uh She's supported me as well. So I look forward to the day where hopefully I could do that for her as well. But it feels like a long way off. <laughs> uh, well, you just need to put your prices up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, keep on, I keep on messaging you. Alex, put your prices up. <laughs> yeah, they're just, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're creeping up over time. Um, it, it's as much getting a feel for each exhibition and gallery and so forth and figuring out what's what. I'll take guidance from you and from the gallery owner and, yeah. you know everybody else in between yeah and you know it's you know it's so lovely because I mean people might see me as like a hardened businesswoman or whatever and, I, and I'm really not you know I've got three children and all I want to do is leave them a, a, a legacy and make sure that they're all you know okay yeah. and I've you know I've seen what it's like not to have anything and you know I, I really don't want to go back there again and mm-hmm. so I've I do have a, a, a I guess a different attitude to you and it's changed through meeting people and everything like that. But I really love that everything that you, and I'm not saying what I do doesn't come from that same place, but you know, you, it comes from that, that place of caring, that place of wanting to do right with the environment that, you know, the love of your art and everything. And it's not, you're not, and I'm not saying I take advantage either, but you know, you're, you're not kind of trying to um, pull a fast one on anybody. Mm. That, that makes me sound like I'm trying to pull a fast one and I'm really not you know mm-hmm. I know I know that I help people in helping them to draw and um you know and, and what I do helps people in different ways but I just really love the ethos that you have in your business mm. and if you could just raise your prices a little bit it'd be even better <laughs> it's it, yeah cautiously optimistic about that that angle of attack yeah no it's they are they are increasing bonnie thank you very much they're um thank you for your advice on it 
Yeah, and, but it's only because they're so worthy of, of you know, big, big price mm. points, um, yeah. you know, and it, and, but I do, I, I totally understand that it's something that is just, you know, it'll creep up and creep up and it's got to be something that you obviously feel comfortable in doing. Yeah. And you find a balance in, in the end, don't you? I mean, you never know what kind of an effect COVID has or, you know, a war in, in the Ukraine is having and, you know, all that stuff, You, it's the least of the world's problems, but it's, it does have to be rolled into your decision-making, I suppose, over time. So it's a sensitivity and you only get get a feel for it by talking to the people who might buy and, you know, and talking to people who've been there before like yourself. So um, it's, I'm really grateful for your advice on that front. It's, uh, it's been really helpful. Um, I was going to ask how, how's life over in uh, in Ripon? Is it Ripon you live in? Yeah, yeah, just outside. Yeah, I was. Um, I, yeah. I, we we went on a trip to York about three months ago, no, two months ago, and I saw the sign for Ripon. And any time I see that sign, I just think, oh, we should have come over. Should have come over. Funny. Oh, honestly, I'm always here. Yeah, well, I'm always here. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Bloody Alex. Uh, no, I'm always I'm always here. I, I've become a hermit now that my youngest is driving. I, he goes and does all the shopping because he's because he's still like really keen on that driving. Like, oh, can you just go get some cat food? Yeah, I'm off. <laughs> so, that's right. I don't, that's a lie. I, I do get out, but um, uh, yeah, no, it's lovely. And I, I live in a. I'm very I'm very blessed to be able to live in a. We've been here for nearly 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, end of the village. It's really nice and quiet. And I've got fields on two sides, and yeah, it's it's lovely. It's really really nice. So I, I've got my dogs here. All three of my dogs are with me all of the time, which is lovely. Um, so yeah, I have a nice you know a nice time really. My son says all I do is watch videos all day. Right, <laughs> you make videos all day. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a it's a great great not our show. What? I'll try that again. Uh, Great North Art Show um, in Ripon. Um, at the cathedral. Seven. So yeah, um, that's on this year, and I really hope to make it down there. But if I do, I'll 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 knock on. And uh, well, I tell you what, if you go to the Great North Art Show at the cathedral, <laughs> if you don't come and see me, I'll be right. cross. <laughs> <laughs> you had trouble saying that as well, didn't you? Great North. Great yeah. It's show. really nice. It is really nice. They 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 set the exhibition up beautifully. Um, you know, they have photography bits and they have, you know, really quite big pieces and they usually have a resident artist there. And um the the, the years that I've been, it's been it's been a really good exhibition, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'll 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 maybe meet you one day. Good. Which sounds ridiculous. We should we should all be meeting each other, shouldn't we? It's um yeah. conventions. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Well, I'm going to let you go, Alex, because I know you've got to go and see your dad and everything. And, yes. Good time, actually. You no, know, honestly, it's been so lovely, so lovely to chat to you. And and I know that you've got so many people who absolutely adore you. So they'll be looking forward to um, to listening to this. So thank you ever so much. No, thank you. It's been a pleasure, and um, thanks for asking me. And you didn't badger me at all. But like, you know, when it comes to the the confidence thing, like I know you often ask, it's about getting your reps in. It's just sticking your face in front of other people and sort of forgetting about the context that you've kind of wrapped around it that nobody else is thinking about just get on with it and get your reps in and do it so i appreciate the the invite it's been a pleasure oh it's been brilliant thank you so much all right bonnie cheers (laughs) okie doke speak soon bye 
I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of my It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast. If you did, I'd be so grateful to you for emailing me or texting a link to the show or sharing it on social media with those you know who might like it too. My mission with this podcast is all about sharing mine and my community's experience and hope by telling your fascinating personal stories, championing the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and to create another channel through which I can support you to realise your coloured pencil and life dreams. If you haven't done so yet, please help me on my mission to spread positivity and joy throughout the coloured pencil world by following me on my socials at Bonnie Snowden Academy or by getting on my list at bonniesnowdenacademy.com. And remember, I truly believe if I can live the life of my dreams doing what I love, then you can too. We just need to keep championing and supporting each other along the way in order to make it happen. Till next time.